Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from Emergency. Remember the story I told on a recent episode about Samad in Iraq? He stepped on a landmine as a child, losing both his legs. Emergency was there to help him, offering free, high-quality health care. Emergency is an effective and trustworthy charity that focuses on sustainable, long-term, quality health care. They build hospitals around the globe and empower local people by training them to be staff. They work across the world in countries affected by war and poverty, with active projects in Afghanistan, Eritrea, Iraq, Italy, Sierra Leone, Sudan, Uganda, and Yemen. Emergency solely relies on generous supporters, so if you would like to donate and support their incredible work, just search Emergency NGO and donate today. That's N as in November. Emergency NGO. Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Now, on Monday's episode, we asked the question, can you truly be bilingual, or are you always a slightly different person in one language than you are in the other? And one of the art forms that is regularly subjected to translation is writing. That is, books. And when books are translated, little things change. So unless you can read the language the book was originally written in, you will never experience it exactly as the author crafted it. It might be close, very, very close, but little things always change. Oftentimes, to make sure the meaning of what the author is saying comes through. That's more important than the exact language. Now I looked it up and leaving out religious books, the story of Pinocchio by Carlo Collati is the most translated book in the world. Since it was published in 1883, it's been translated into over 300 languages. But another book series that captured the world's attention was Harry Potter. Now Harry Potter has been translated into over 80 languages. And here in America, when the books were still being released every few years, people used to make an event out of it. When the new Harry Potter book was coming out, fans knew it and fans marked the occasion. Now, gathering in the streets to wait in long lines, adults just as excited as kids for the next book, it seems like a special and unique time, a piece of history. All these people coming together to buy a book. And way back in 2005, when the sixth book was coming out, The Half-Blood Prince, I was a fairly new radio producer, and I hit the streets on the night of the big release to capture the moment. I was alongside another radio producer named Christy Remkis, and the resulting mix of what we recorded that night, I absolutely love for the energy and the moment that it captures. And I want to share it with you. We captured A piece of history, yes, but this tape also has an innocent delight in it that is running across generations, and it's people together celebrating something that they will eventually do alone, which is read the book. 
There's something about it too, after all this time being locked down, that I crave. There's a lot of excitement and fun in it, and I want that. So today, right now, we're going to journey back to 2005. Come with me to the Ballard neighborhood of Seattle, when the most exciting thing was about to happen. The Half-Blood Prince was being released at midnight, and it was almost that time. Here we go. It's almost 10.45 on Friday, July 15th. Christy Remkis and I, Katie Sewell, are about to hit the streets of Ballard to check out Harry Potter mania. Now, I don't know about her, but I've only read the first book, so I'm really out of touch. Christy, what do you have to say before we head out? Well, I'm new to the Harry Potter experience, and having read none of the books myself, I don't really know what to expect. Well, with that, I guess we'll head out. Okay, so we have arrived. Chrissy and I are now walking to the very front of the line. So you're pretty close to the front of the line here. How long have you been here? I got here at about 9.15. She got here at... I got here at 8. How have you been entertaining yourself since you've been here this whole time? There's been plenty of antics coming around. They've passed out uh, lightning-shaped breadsticks and hot cocoa for everyone. It's been, it's been a fun time. So what is it about Harry Potter that brings you out here in the middle of the night on a Friday? I think it's one of those questions no one's ever going to be able to really answer. What are you dressed up as? I'm Professor Snape. Professor Snape is the head of Slytherin. He teaches potions at Hogwarts. What kind of a night are you having out here tonight, Professor? There's not too much trouble. Far, far too many Gryffindors around here, though. They're the ones wearing maroon and yellow scarves. All of them. I've seen one Slytherin with a green cloak. I was very impressed. What did he just say? He said that he took 50 points from Slytherin. It's my responsibility, not his. Children these days. What are you dressed as? I don't know. You don't know? What would you guess? No, he's a Dementor. I don't. What's a Dementor? Um, it's like these creatures that like um, guard Azkaban, and they like suck out your soul. So are you sucking out people's souls tonight? Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? I, I just take it out of their body. <laughs> Whoa, we should move on. So who are you dressed as tonight? Ronald Weasley. And why did you pick him? Because he's awesome! <laughs> he's probably... I don't know what I like about him so much. Maybe it's the fact that he's so much like me. I know, he looks a little bit like you, right? Yeah. What else is like you? Uh, kind of silly at sometimes. Uh... A little bit cheap at times, too. Doesn't want to replace things. I don't want to replace things usually either because I barely have any money. But, uh, yeah, a lot of things. It's 11.30. We're nearing, like, the countdown. Got half an hour left. It's a piece of, it's a bit of history when you think about it. Kids are going to reflect upon this experience as they get older and they think about this book as they share it with their children. 
where were you when Harry Potter came out? <laughs> the sixth book. I was there for the Goblet of Fire. I was there for the Half-Blood Prince. There's people drawing with chalk all over the street, and it says right here, who is the Half-Blood Prince? Seems like everybody has their theory. You know who the Half-Blood Prince is. Who do you think the Half-Blood Prince is? Mr. Grieve. <laughs> who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Caradoc Dearborn. Haggy Hagrid. I think it's Hagrid, too. Yeah. No, no, no. I have no idea, but I do not think it's Hagrid. She thinks it's Dumbledore. Is it possible to say that you're a little excited right now? No. Not at all? <laughs> Not at all. I always act like this. I love it. It's this huge festival. Well, not huge. It's a little festival. And I love watching to see the incredibly wide range of people that come out of the store clutching the book to their chest. Are you going to be one of those people? Oh, yes. Two copies. So you would argue that it's not a children's book? Oh, no, no, no. No. I mean, it's great for kids, but no. I think it's not just a kid's book. No. Okay, so we're now inside the store, and we're going to talk to uh, the staff for a second before they let the kids in. We are now at 15 minutes and counting down. I'm Christy McDonald, and I own the Secret Garden Bookshop. Kids just want the book in their hot little hands, and they want to sit down and read it, and that's really what our party's been about for the most part. In years past, as soon as families get the book, they sit down in all the corners in the store and start reading and stay for a little bit and then go home and finish, you know, read it over the next week or so. Are they going to rush you? In a couple minutes, these all these people waiting outside. You know that hasn't been the way it is. It is. It's pretty. People are people are pretty nice. It's Ballard. <laughs> I know, but they're excited out there. Look yeah. at them. They're peeking in the windows at us right now. They're ready. It's getting. They're ready. It's getting time. Okay, I'm gonna go hear okay. some of the strategizing. <laughs> I would like to get a system of five minute to potter, three minutes to potter. I really do want at midnight or like like a little bit before midnight, we can start the Aloha Rama. How's it going? Aloha. And we'll point and we'll all be out there together and it'll be loud. And then we'll get poppers. Staff picture. Somebody grab a book. Hurry up, it's two minutes to potter. Got it. Good. We're awesome. We've been waiting here for 14 hours. We were here since 10:30 this morning. The three of us. We are just really Rain cool. Yeah. How long do you think it's gonna take to read it? Well, if I stay up all night, maybe like I don't know, into tomorrow around 12 o'clock yeah. noon, maybe. It's about like two days or something. Yeah. When I'm done, I'm giving it to her. Yeah. So no sleeping for you tonight? No sleeping for us tonight. It's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> And that's your bittersweet moment for the week. I hope you enjoyed that journey back in time. I'm Katie Sewell, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.
Thanks to Emergency for supporting this program. Emergency is an outstanding charity that focuses on sustainable, long-term quality health care. Their work is centered on building hospitals and empowering local people by training them to be staff. If you'd like to support their work, search for Emergency NGO and donate today. You can also find a link in our show notes.